That's quite a list. Putting away the old self and rules for growth of new life. That sounds pretty easy. We'll just uh, follow the rules that Doug said and uh, we'll have it made, right? We can, we can do that. I, I don't have to preach a sermon. We're, we're good. We just follow this list of rules and we go. But even though those are things that we do, it's not that simple. We don't just follow rules. We aren't just abiders of rules. Now, if something were that simple and we had this list of rules that guaranteed us salvation, a better way of life, sure, we would do it. We would all do it. But does that really make for a change? This isn't the list that we just abide by. The purpose of life isn't to simply follow rules. Our whole life is meant to be much, much more. We're meant to be in here as community, to be transformed into something that reflects God, someone who in turn reflects Christ. And when we do that, when we have that, we've been transformed. And it's from the inside out. Yes, we live by these rules as Doug put them, as they're listed in our Bible. But it's through transformation that we abide by them. It's not just that we're good rule followers. Just like the very hungry caterpillar that our children read about, it takes us a little time where we're in the cocoon. But then we push our way out, stripping away the old self, becoming transformed into someone beautiful, someone who others want to be around, someone who builds others up, someone who others think of as love, as patience, as goodness, someone who is a safe place for others. Our children and youth, especially our current youth, have heard me preach a hundred times on this building being a safe place, on them being safe places for people, and for all of our spaces, whether we are on church property or off, to be a safe place for everyone. That there's never any bullying no one is ever to be fi- to made to be filled feel less than or unworthy things that are said are confidential unless they're talking about harming themselves or others basic human dignity and respect is not just met but showered in grace and love they know and understand the expectations of a safe space. And they know and expect that whenever I see it not being a safe space, I will definitely call them out on it. But they know I love them enough to make sure to enforce the safe space rules. 
And once they get to the point in life when they need that safe space themselves, they appreciate it so much more. They appreciate a space that is free from judgment, free from ridicule, free from harm or hatred. They begin to appreciate the standards that we set and learn that we set them because they need to be setting these same examples for themselves, that they are worthy and that they deserve this. And they're in that process of learning, of evaluating their lives. As a church, the expectations of a safe space is something we should all automatically be doing. You know that already, which is why the Code of Ethics was voted on and passed as a church as leaders within the church and as individuals in this church, as something that we should all follow. The spaces that we each fill shouldn't just be filled with rule abiders. They should be filled with people who have been transformed. People who not only treat others with dignity and respect, but people who actually care about other people. That sounds like a given But sometimes we just need those reminders. People who want to do what's right, not simply because it's expected of them. People who want to encourage and support others, and they do so above and beyond. People who show grace and love without even giving it a second thought. People who know this space might be the only space the other person gets to experience God. Now, yes, in the beginning, like the cocoon for the butterfly and like our youth as they grow up, as they set rules and standards and expectations for themselves, we all started out with a list, with expectations, with things we wanted to be, what we wanted to become, who we want to be. And these rules, they guided our behaviors. But then, then the spirit inside us began to take control. And our actions became a reflection of who we had become, who we had turned into, who we had been transformed into being. Not just as individuals, but as a whole, as a community, a church. That's one of the beauties of a church family. We live among each other and work beside each other. But once we've been transformed, this beautiful thing happens. We genuinely love. Not just ourselves, but each other. And not just a surface kind of care, but we truly care. We grieve with each other, we rejoice with each other, we pray for one another, we genuinely love each other, we call each other up to check on you. We pray for you when you haven't even asked for prayers. We do it because we love each other. And it's not something that you can just abide by on a list of rules. It's something that changes from within you 
that makes you a reflection of God. We begin to take on God's image, that image of Christ, and we make that very real presence present on this earth. This week after the bloodshed erupted in Paris, I saw pictures of Parisians flooding the streets and holding up in the middle of that group a lit sign that read, Not Afraid. After horrible attacks, the people of France did not all run home and mourn and grieve alone. They came together. They wept together, and they were transformed by this event, by this horrible experience. They were able to look past what we typically look at. They came together, arm in arm, continuing to live life together, filling the streets, seeing each as a person, not as an occupation, not as a salary, but as people, all having the same basic needs. They extended their hands and joined together. And together, united, they were stronger. Together, they weren't afraid. We do this joining together well at certain times in our lives. When people get baptized, when they place membership, when they get married or have a baby, we acknowledge as a church that we are there supporting and encouraging as a community. But it's those everyday in-between times that we need to continue to show our support and love to one another. If we don't, then we're simply rule-abiding people who haven't allowed God and the Spirit in to change us. But if we're guided by the passion that is instilled within us, to help others, to put others before ourselves, to make sure that this space and all the spaces that we inhabit are safe places for everyone. There's no question as to whether people around us know that they are loved and valued. Let us be transformed so that they will know we are Christians by our love. All unity may one day be restored. We sing this. We live this. By our love, transformation happens. Not solely in ourselves, but it spreads to the world around us. When we extend genuine, unconditional love, transformation occurs all around We are not bound to our old selves. We can break free. The past does not have a hold on us. For together, we can do so much more than we often give ourselves credit for. Imagine the people of God.
Our imagination takes us past our dreams even farther to what we can accomplish. We can live a new life, one transformed by love and grace, one that displays the fruits of the Spirit, one that is a reflection of God, one that is Christ, alive in our world. God, may we be transformed people. Transformed by experiencing you and accepting that transformation into our lives. May our transformation enable us to imagine all the people that we are able to serve in love and humility. Amen. Let us continue to prepare for the table as we sing number 403 in our red hymnals in remembrance of me.